Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Good morning, Starshine. That's a sing song. The Earth says hello, especially when I get involved. <laughs> especially when I'm napping and you don't want me to anymore. <laughs> yep. Anyway, welcome, welcome to, to our listeners, listeners episode. episode. You are so welcome for your ears right now. Was did, was that fun for you? Did they enjoy it? Are you still here? Do Shit. we have more bad reviews on iTunes oh, now? Oh, no, I don't want more of those. Guys, someone left a bad review and Christine lost her mind. I can't deal with it. I don't, I haven't even I got, looked. I, I read don't... two of them. Don't read them. They're not nice. What are they about? What don't they like about us? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Do they not like our listeners episodes? Because that'd be really awkward right now. <laughs> one of them was like, <laughs> one of them was like, Em is always shaming Christine for drinking. <laughs> Well, because you're an alcoholic, Christine. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I was like, whoa, maybe they're right. <laughs> well, um, look, Christine, if you don't have a friend that's here to, like, make fun of you on a comedy show about your favorite hobby, what am I even doing here? I think I would be more concerned if someone was like, no, the amount you drink is totally normal and, like, side-eyeing than someone who's like, God damn it, Christine's drinking again. Like, it's a lot. I mean, as someone who doesn't drink, comparatively, right. you drink like a fish. Oh, sure. So of comparatively course, like, speaking, in my world, you drink a whole lot, but you actually in real- reality just drink the exact amount as everyone else. I feel like it's a normal amount for, but since it's become our sort of hobby, my it, hobby is to make fun of you. And if right. you're not good at that 70 episodes in, then we're going to have a problem. Oh, yeah. Let's turn the fan on. Sorry. It's hot. Right. Um, you're yeah. really like you're blushing after all that alcohol you've just had. It's stop, <laughs> stop shaming me. It was like, I like Christine, but Emma's always shaming her for drinking. I was like, someone needs to deal with their own demons someone, before they listen to someone any. Someone sounds like they're drinking a lot <laughs> so, and they, someone is projecting. Projecting is mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. Now we're going to get more. Well, they also, I, my favorite bad review was the one that said, they always talk about how they're educated, but like, they don't know anything. It's like. <laughs> like we're not educated in true crime you fucking idiot gold i actually love that so very much it's like yeah we're educated in things we're not talking about so of course we sound like idiots with this sorry that i fucking won the regional spelling bee when i was 14 thank you very much sorry i still have eki romani memorized you idiot we're only educated in spelling in latin dumbass (laughs) 
No one said I had a degree in geography. I just said I had a degree, oh. and I happened to talk about geography on a totally other level. Nobody said we had a de- nobody. We really just like turned this into a shame fest on all of you. So you guys suck. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you so much. Actually, anyway, here's your listeners episode. Here's the things you sent us to read. Here's where you open your hearts up <laughs> to us. <laughs> Guys, we're just really on fire today because here's the thing. Are you here, ready? Here it is. For those of you who are still here. Cause go, go. Someone has turned this off to write a review about how we make fun of people. <laughs> um, first of all, hello. Welcome to listeners episode number a bajillion. Yeah, I was going to look and then I just was like, it's probably a bajillion. We are a little sugared up, I'd say. Oh, yes. Because uh, usually we do this at the ripe time of like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Although today it's like five or six o'clock at night. So we've got some good food in our bellies. I it's, just opened a box wine. Oh, the, so we're still getting sober on like how she'll be later, which I'm not going to shame her on except all, always. You know what? Christine, stop drinking. M's, M's the reason for my tears, but I feel like... <laughs> I'm also the reason for why you drink so much, probably a little bit. <laughs> it's sort of like a self-fulfilling like, prophecy. I drink because M shames me, but M shames me because I drink and I just can't, I can't get out of it's it. It's a circle of wine. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We need to do- <laughs> Jeez. make me stop singing, please. Um. So anyway, we're just, we're on one right now, apparently. If people are like, this is not like your normal... We're you on guys- a what? Shame cycle? I don't know. We're just like on an energy kick right now. I oh, think. I'm pumped. I'm ant. And also Eva picked these stories and I just printed them out without looking at them. So we're in for a treat. <laughs> I hear you. So and you hear us. If you submitted your story and we are reading it. Sorry. And good luck to you. We're sorry. Sorry. Don't show your parents or your family because they're going to be like, please don't send these people more <laughs> private information about yourself. All right. Do you want to hear one? Um. Yeah, I would love to. They definitely have heard a lot about us already. I put them in an order, but I don't know if they're worth did you already move them out of order? oh yeah oh god damn it okay this is by sam sam what's the subject ghost bestie i can see it from here it says ghosty bestie oh ghosty bestie i wanted to just give a little give, give wow i wanted to give them some credit for their flair okay, okay. yes flair given okay what is it so who's it from sam mm-hmm. okay cool sam says hey guys it's me again oh hey oh hey i remember you girl oh thank god you're back is it a guy or girl it's a girl well it says it's me again sam the girl oh so (laughs) i was just kidding i knew that text clues jesus christ hey guys it's me again sam the girl who wrote about the cowboy without a face i don't think we've read that one yet i don't think so eva find that one actually i think it's in the folder and i just clicked this one eva make sure we read that one next month okay i was she says I was listening to another listener's episode and it triggered my memory about a ghost encounter I had when I was a kid. I was living in Tijuana with my mom in a tiny house. People in the area said that the house we was built on a bulldozed cemetery. Oh, Jesus Christ. A bulldozed cemetery. Yeah, it's like they were like, oh, nothing bad will happen here. Let's just clear the land. Oh, dead people. They won't mind. No, they're good. Um, she says, I was pretty young at the time, around four years old, old enough to hold a decent conversation with. And y'all know children just love talking to ghosties. I did. So my mom always tells me that my toys would turn on by themselves, even if I wasn't at home and she was alone. She said that once she got so tired of it that she removed the batteries from the toy, but the toy still turned on and made noises. Oh, no. She also doesn't forget to mention to me that this kid and I were like legitimate friends and I talked about him as if he was alive. Oh, she also tells me about one specific incident I had with my ghosty buddy and my cousin. Me and my cousin have a two-month age gap, so we would always hang out because we were literally besties all the time. So my mom was taking care of us at our house, and I tell my cousin, 
hey, my friend wants to play with you. Oh, shit. And my cousin was like, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's me. By the way, all this is happening in Spanish because we're in Mexico. But moving on, my cousin is asking. See, si, okay. Va- vamanos. See, si, okay, vamanos. <laughs> Everybody, let's go. <laughs> uh, Dora? No, uh, let's get to it. There it is. I know that. I'm trying to think. Where are we going? Mexico. I don't know. Where are we going? Oh, where are we going? To see your ghosty buddy. I don't know. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Mexico worked better. Mexico is better. I mean, beep boop up. That's a new one. I was trying to get weird with it. I was pretending Dora was in the room. Um, Swiper, no swiping. But moving on. My cousin is like, so where's your friend? And I tell him he went inside the closet and he said to follow him through there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So my cousin goes into this tiny closet I was pointing at and not a minute later bolts out and there are tears running down his face. He was ugly crying. Oh, gross. And he runs to my mom and tells her, I want to go home. Sammy's friend is mean and scary and I don't want to be here anymore. Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) Boys cry? Oh, right. Yeah. That's the moral of the story is that gender is a construct, but also, ew, be a man about it. That's really inappropriate. Rub some dirt in it. Um, okay. So scary friend in the closet. Jesus. Yeah. Sammy's friend is mean and scary and I don't want to be here anymore. And she comes back inside the house and asks what happened. And I tell her nothing. My friend just wanted to play. And that's the end of it. My cousin never came over to that house again. And if I wanted to see her hang out with him. It would have to be anywhere but our house. The strange thing is, I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but I do remember my friend and how he looked. He was a cute little kid, nothing strange about him. Totally normal, except for when it came to that closet in our house, he never wanted to be near it, and he was super scared of it, and he told me a bad man was in there, so I should never go near it. I just got chills. Thanks for reading this one to um, keep it spooky, even if the story wasn't that spooky. No, it was, Sam. It was a little upsetting. I mean, for... When you think you're seeing a nice little boy and then all of a sudden someone else looks at him and he's morphed into this mean man. This is and like I got chills too. Em. God, I got chills too. And the, the, the message we got a while back that was like, oh, how you hear about how um, like demonic entities or negative entities will like yeah. portray children to yeah. like get your to like get you, like you're vulnerable and you think like, oh, they couldn't hurt you. This is killing me. Oh, my God. <sighs> Ooh. I'm getting all sorts of chills today. I think it's the fan. I, I think. Oh, I was gonna say. I think it's Walt. I think he's getting real active these days. What happened? There's like this huge like ringing inside my head. Hold on. You're kidding me. No. Are you okay? Yeah. It's like so loud. I can't hear out of my. You've got to be kidding okay, me right now. Back. Sorry, I couldn't hear out of my left ear for like a solid five seconds. It really freaked me out. What the. Okay, it's back. Oh my god. It <laughs> just scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me watching that. It I was, was like, like, are you, you look like you're having a brain freeze. It felt like a brain freeze, but just the loud, loud noise. Ew. Yeah, it was not fun. Um, anyway, so thank, thanks, Sam, for fucking up my hearing. <laughs> One out of six. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right, next up. All right. By the way, do we want to do a live update real quick of Al, uh, Allison's alcohol intake at the live show? Because she just texted me. I guess she listened to our episode today. Oh boy. And she wrote, Excuse me, I did not have nine gin and tonics okay. and a triple tequila. Yeah, that's cor- incorrect. I know. And I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to cause a thing, but she says, you exactly. I had nine gin and tonics, period. There was no tequila. <laughs> and you said a triple tequila. And I'm like, I know she had a triple shot. But I'm like, it was gin because Matt ordered it. 
Oh, oh. And was like, oh, a double gin. And they brought like, and Al was like a triple. And they brought like an extra shot of gin. There was no tequila. Oh, gin. Yeah, there's no tequila. Oh, 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 oh. But I then understand. I thought I just misheard it. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I'm. Okay, let's be fair. When you say like English isn't your first language, alcohol is not my first language. So you when I what? hear that a triple is... shot, I just assume something intense. You, I mean, gin is a triple shot of gin is not not intense. Oh, okay. Like, See, again, it's not my first language. I don't know. There's nothing that you can get a triple shot of that would. That is... It doesn't even matter if it's hot sauce. Like that's just <laughs> it's gonna be intense no okay, matter that's what. Fair. I'm sorry. Whatever. Everyone now knows the truth. Moving on. Clear the air. This is from Kelsey subject buzzfeed haunted me (gasps) let me start with the fact that i love this podcast more than most things christine your love for wine and your famous guests are the best and every time m talks about their taste in music or what like jimmy buffett (laughs) like what taste in music They're probably like the opposite of whatever Christine likes, which is Billy Talent, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Every time M talks about their taste in music or how much they love the colonial era, I'm like, yes, I can relate. Oh, and Gio, you're so handsome. Yes, that's just such a handsome Aww. boy. What a sweetheart. Such a good baby. Um, I'm from Boston. Hey, hey. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. Wrong. I'm from Nashville. Well, okay. And hey, she hey. couldn't come to CrimeCon. But her boyfriend lives in Boston. She's moving up this summer. So if we make oh. it back to Beantown, we will let you know, Kelsey. Can't wait. I we love really Boston. Want, we want to do that. So, in such, in, in for such a treat. A Boston show would be our, like, homecoming episode. I mean, episode. so wild. Also, like, her moving to Boston, they're like, you're going to have a bananas awesome time. so great. With your bo- you're moving there to, see, to be with your boyfriend. It's going to be so great. Boston's amazing. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to write in my stories for... Oh, I also wanted to add, because I kind of, like, glanced ahead at what Eva wrote back. Oh, and also there was an e- a second email that says, Christine, I'm so sorry I spelled your name wrong, dot, 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 twice. Because she spelled with a K at first. That's embarrassing, especially because my first name is Christina, spelled, like, exactly like my name with an A. <laughs> Hashtag not hooked on phonics. Don't worry about it, Kelsey. Oh, I forgot about our hooked on phonics bit. That's a good one. We have a bit about it. I thought we did. I think we probably did. I like to yell about it when I'm drinking. Right. Yeah. Um, and then she said, just FYI. Yes. Or no. So Eva wrote back, like, we might read this in a story. And she goes, oh, June 1st is my birthday. Oh, wink, wink. Yay. Early June birthday club. So basically, happy the birthday. Day this comes out is Kelsey's birthday. <laughs> happy B day. Wanted to add that in. So here we go. Ba, 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 ba. I've been wanting to write in my stories for a while now, but I'm so glad I procrastinated with it because something crazy happened to me just the other day that I have to tell you guys. Can't wait. So let's crack into it. Let's just do that. There's two stories I want to tell you. The first is about the subject of the email. I was some typical BuzzFeed. Oh, I was reading a BuzzFeed article on Snapchat called something like 15 creepy things you didn't know about or some typical BuzzFeed title for an article about scary stories and objects. So one of the items is about this painting called The Hands Resist Him. Do you know what that is? No. You may have heard of it. We clearly haven't. And honestly, that might not be the exact title. (laughs) Oh, okay. But I don't want to Google it. Oh, no, because I don't want to look at it again. Also, warning, don't Google it until after the story, so you can decide if you want to look at it or not. Oh, God. Oh, shit. What the... We're going to have to Google it. I mean, we need to. Um, basically it's this creepy as heck painting. Did you just break my Sharpie? <laughs> no. Em's like super stressed. I was I really... just broke my fucking Sharpie. Whoops. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you all right? Yeah. I'm just nervous. You are like amped up right now. I don't know what's going on. I am too. I'm like shaking. What is happening? It was my double hot fudge sundae plus my Starbucks. Whoops. I think I'm feeding off of your, and I just started drinking. So I'm like on the up and up. 
Oh, maybe I'm feeding off of you then. I think we're, it's again, the cycle, the cycle of wine. Yes, 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 yes. No, circle of wine. Basically, it's this creepy as heck painting of a boy and a doll. Okay, we need to turn Robert the doll around. I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> a boy and a doll in front of a window with hands pressed all up on it. Nope. Anyway, the painting is extremely haunted, and all of the previous owners of the painting have either died or have reported insane activity when it's <gasps> in their possession, such as the figures in the paintings moving or being in different spots or positions than normal and just other general haunty things. You could probably do a whole episode on its history and lore. Write that down, Em. Interesting. But the thing is, you can get haunted from this painting not only by owning it, but just by looking at it. Okay. <sighs> So obviously I read this and since the picture was in the article, I'm like, wow, thanks, BuzzFeed. Now I'm haunted. (laughs) But I quickly forgot about it after finishing the article. Later that night, my two roommates and I were in the living room when we all heard clear footsteps creaking across the wooden floors in our kitchen. From where I was sitting, I could see that there was no one in the kitchen. It ended as quickly as it started. So we, jeez, sorry. So we kind of just nervously looked at each other and laughed it off. Later that night, however, I was laying in bed about to fall asleep while messing around on my phone and felt this weird shift in my room like the energy was different. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Suddenly, I felt my bed shift a little and then something stroke my leg. My leg. My leg! I'm just reading it as it's it's written. Yikes. It was too heavy to be the blanket shifting or anything like that. I shot up straight and just yelled, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Took a a page out of my book. Just no. Nope. Instantly, the energy went back to normal, and I turned on every light and slept with them on. I have no doubt any of that is related to the point to the painting. About a month or two after that, I was looking at the Snapchat articles and saw the cover for the BuzzFeed one was again something like 19 spoopy spoops that will give you fright. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or whatever. And was like, oh, intrigue and clicked it. Parentheses. Honestly, my bad. The first thing that pops up is a painting, obviously. BuzzFeed didn't even give people a chance not to see it this time. Rude. But luckily, nothing happened to me that night. Nothing happened at all until about a week or so later, which brings me to my second story. I was babysitting. Typical. Anyway, this was the first time I had babysat for this family who had a seven-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy and a sweet little doggy. The parents were going to be out until about 9.30, so I put the kids to bed around 8.30, read them some stories, and they fell asleep. They each had their own rooms, but they both fell asleep in the girl's bed while I was reading to them, which is something the mom told me they did often. The bed was against the wall, and the little boy was close to the wall with the girl in front of him. There was only one TV in the house, which was in the living room, and I turned that off when the kids went to bed so it wouldn't wake them up. So what I'm saying is the house was 100% silent. Anyway, I got up to check on them around 9.15, and they were both still asleep. I then remembered the girl saying earlier that the dog was hungry and that I needed to feed her. The parents hadn't told me where the food was, but I figured I could find it easily and put it in her bowl. I looked in the kitchen and the laundry laundry room, and it wasn't there, so I decided to check the garage, which was through a door off the kitchen. I went out and shut the door behind me because I didn't want the dog to follow me into the garage. As I was looking around out there, I heard what sounded like the little boy talking in the kitchen, right on the other side of the door. It was muffled through the door, but he said a few indistinguishable sentences, and then something that sounded like, where'd she go? I figured he was talking to the dog... And I said, hang on, I'll be right there. I immediately opened the door and the kitchen was completely empty. The dog wasn't even in there anymore. I calmly walked through the kitchen and across the house to the bedroom. 
and both of the kids were still fast asleep in the same positions as a few minutes before. I opened the garage so fast after I heard him that I don't think he could have gotten out of the kitchen, let alone across the house. So who did I hear talking? Again, I made sure the TV was not on. The voice was clear enough to the point that I was so sure it was a little boy that responded to it. There were no toys or radios or anything in the kitchen that could have made any noise, let alone a clear human child voice. I was so spook- spooked, I just texted my boyfriend the word ghost. <laughs> oh, shit. When he responded, what? As one does, I replied that I would tell him later because I didn't want to give it attention. Luckily, the parents got home like five minutes later and I was like, bye. (laughs) When I told the story to my friend, she said, well, maybe it was a friendly ghost. I was trying to get you back into the kitchen because something worse was in the garage with you. Oh, no. Like, thanks. That made me feel so much worse. I know it was delayed, but I feel like it's in connection to the painting, especially because it was a little boy's voice and there's a little boy in the painting. Yikes. Sorry for the longest email in the world. Love you guys and sweet baby G. Much love, Kelsey. P.S. While writing this email, my computer screen started shifting very quickly between brightness levels. Nope. S.O.S. (laughs) Shit. Hold on. What is this creepy ass painting? I don't want to look at it. No, I want to look at it. You do? I want you to look at no, it. No, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want that. What is it? The world, God holds the world in his hands or something? That's probably wrong. Just uh-huh. Google it and press all so we get links. The hands resist him. Ugh. Oh, God. It's a painting created in 1972. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I saw um, it. I saw it. I saw it. Here it is. I, I feel mean, like I'm haunted for the rest of my life. What is this? Ooh. Look at this. Our it's Father on, who art in heaven. It's on eBay. Let's buy it. Oh. Look at this creepy thing. No, no, no. Look at no, it again. I don't want and it. Look at it I have a total body chills. And That's look, a creepy fucking and picture. And look at it again. <laughs> That's so creepy. I'm a demon. I'm sorry. Um, so let's see what happens while we record. Anyway, thanks, Kelsey. Happy Just birthday. Happy birthday, kind of. I really hope no, no shit happens to you after we read about your I mean, fucking... I mean, for it to go like... Oh, where'd she go? That's creepy because it was intelligent enough to know that you were around this whole time. And then she came back into the kitchen and was back and it was gone. I don't like it. This is from Carell. Carell? Steve? You there? Carell? Hello? Fresh. It says, French Canadian murder mystery. Oh, man. Does not include poutine, sadly. Wait, it says that or you said that? It's in the title. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Alternatively, this is how it starts, by the way. Alternatively, the disappearance. Oh, the title of it. So it's known in the subject as French Canadian murder mystery. And then it starts with alternatively, the disappearance that traumatized me before I even knew it was real. Oh, no. That would have been one long subject title. <laughs> with the poutine <laughs> thing and everything. Yeah. Carl says, hey, hey, I know it might be hard to believe, but horrible and monstrous killers do exist in Canada. No, they don't. So what we're about to read is a fake story person. Okay, that's true. Um, She says, anyway, my hometown is near Montreal, Quebec. The whole area is called the South Shore and is a mix of rich suburban homes and very rural farms. This area was known to be family friendly. The crime rates were very low and the people of place. Oh, and the kind of place where your parents would let you go anywhere you went during the day as long as you came back before dark. People trusted one another leaving their garage doors open, not locking their backyards, things like that. In 2007, I was a fearless eight-year-old obsessed with Nancy Drew, (laughs) Roxy Hunter, and any other story that included badass women and murders. Yes. Um, My mom was very worried, and she would reward (laughs) me for every happy book that I would read with candy. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Which is what we're going to have to do with our kids. That's incredible. I'll be happy if my kids just read books. I'll be like, wow. Seriously, my mom was just thrilled that I was reading. Um, Around June, my mom stopped letting me walk from school. I wasn't allowed to go to the park with friends anymore, and I was not happy. In 2009, so she's 10 now, I was at a sleepover with other horror-obsessed girls. What kind of fucking fifth grade party was this? I'm so irritated that I wasn't a part of this. When I was in fifth grade, I had a Harry Potter party. Me too. Wait, okay, we knew about our Spongebob party. Which was our ninth birthday party. Yeah, but we didn't know about it. So we both had a Spongebob ninth birthday party and a Harry Potter tenth birthday party. This is alarming to me. That's bananas. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Okay. No, let's (laughs) talk about it now. But I digress. In 2009, I was at a sleepover. Okay, the sleepover of our dreams, Christine. Uh, I'm so irritated. And they started telling the horror story about what happened to this girl named Erica Provenci. Oh, shit. If I'm reading that wrong, I'm sorry. It looks like Erica Provenci. It sounds right. The story was that when she was around 10, she went to the park and some friends and a stranger came to see them and asked them for help as he had lost his dog. Oh, here we go. Are you fucking kidding me? All of Erica's friends refused because stranger danger, but Erica accepted. No, honey. Her friends left and she was never seen again. Most stories were about how he kept her in the woods, tortured her, killed her, and dumped her body in the water. Oh, no. In 2012... So now she's 13 years old. Okay. I made some new friends at school and one of them who has the same last name as Erica tells us that when Erica disappeared in June 2007, they called her family by mistake to tell them that their daughter was missing. (gasps) I never knew if the story was true, but this led me to Google Erica's case and turns out every detail up to her disappearance was true. Oh, nightmares ensued. Of course, following this, the research for Erica never stopped. They finally found her remains in 2015. Holy shit. And concluded that she died soon after disappearing. They never made any arrest, but there is one suspect that to this day creeps me out completely. I won't say his name, but he is everything. But here is everything that we know about him. He was arrested for possessing child pornography, oh. focusing on children between eight and twelve, and Erica was nine. Oh. His car was a match to the description of a suspicious car witnessed in the area of her disappearance. And however, the creepiest thing about this guy is that the day that they found the remains, rumor says that he went to the ER having a huge panic attack and needed to be hospitalized. Nurses have refused to talk about what he did or said, which I totally respect confidentiality as part of their duty. Anyway, he was found not guilty and he's already... What? He's either already gone or trying to leave for Switzerland. What the fuck? In the end, no one knows what happened to Erica between the moment her friends left and the moment she died. In 2017, while working in a summer camp, I heard some campers telling each other the story of a girl who accepted the help of a stranger to find his dog, and Erica Provinci's murder and disappearance changed the way we see South Shores. Honey. Um, Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this story. Hope you don't mind all the personal details. Canada is a dangerous place, but please come anyway. Oh, honey. That's really, really sad. Yes. That's really sad. I keep getting chills today. Yes. It's really killing me. Thank you so much for sending that in. What's her name? <clears throat> Carell. Carell, thank you. Um, Very sad. Very, very, very sad. Uh, okay, so I have one from Caitlin. Okay. And it's called My Ghost Stories. All right. Hello. Hello. I only... Like Did I like that? <clears throat> Did she? We'll wait. All right, you're hemming and hawing. I need you to give a direct answer, Caitlin. (laughs) She loved it. 
Hello, I only just started listening to your podcast this past April and I can't stop listening. I've been obsessed with ghosts since grade school, but anyways, on to my ghost story. In grade school, we often did school plays at the University of Notre Dame in a building called Washington Hall. We would go there multiple times a week to practice before the big show. I, of course, was never in the play. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. And was oftentimes either the props person or... Oh! She said, in quotes, props person. Oh, okay. Me too. Or part of the stage crew. I'm still a, quote, props person. I mean, Yeah. This led me this led to me having a lot of free time during the practices. Oftentimes we'd sit in the green room playing cards or sitting in the hallway just outside of the green room. One time while me and a friend were sitting in the hallway, we heard footsteps in the stairwell at the end of the hall and were told that no one was else was in the building except for the people from our school and we were allowed we were not allowed anywhere except the stage dressing room and the green room. So we had no idea who could have been walking up and down the stairs. The next year when we did a play at Washington Hall, I had another experience. This time in the dressing room, which was rumored to be haunted by the fat lady in red. Why are they talking about me whenever I wear my red shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking inappropriate, guys. And misgendering. Misgendering. Rude. Hold on. Let's talk about University of Notre Dame and how oh, okay. many fucking social faux pas they're pulling here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at one of the mirrors when suddenly I realized everyone else had left the room and I was all by myself. I immediately had an internal oh shit moment and decided to play it cool so the ghost would not think I was scared. Brave. I, it says, I know. Period. <laughs> smart for a seventh grader. No, very smart actually, for a seventh grader. Actually, though. As I calmly... Where'd it go? Blah, 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 blah. As I calmly walked around the mirrors to the door, I heard a crashing sound and sprinted the rest of the way out of the room. Bye. Once in the hall, two girls asked me what was wrong. Upon telling them that I had heard a crashing sound, they went in to investigate. We discovered that someone else, someone's roses, a gift from one of the performer's parents, had been knocked over onto the ground. The roses were towards the end of the table in front of the mirrors, and I had been a good three feet past them when they had fallen. The roses were no longer... The roses were nowhere near the edge of the table, and there wasn't a draft in the room, so that couldn't explain why they were knocked over. Uh-oh. The girls with me picked the flowers up and went to the sink to replace the water, only to have the sink turn on by itself. No. <laughs> I immediately booked it out of the room. Another time at Washington Hall, after our last performance had finished, my best friend and myself had gotten the woman in charge of the building to give us a tour of the upstairs, which was supposedly the most haunted spot. When we got to the second floor, it was very cold. A door to one of the rooms up there was wide open and the light was on. I walked into the room and the temperature seemed to suddenly drop even further. It was freezing. The woman in charge of the building then decided to tell me she was the only one in the building today with keys to get up here, the second floor. And the last time she was up here, she had closed the door to the room I was now standing in and the light was off. Oh, no. Apparently, this happened often. She went on to tell us her own ghostly experiences and she would since she would open up the building before anyone else was there and she would close it after other people were long gone. One morning, she was drinking coffee and left it at the back of the theater while she, was, while she went to do something. When she went back to grab her coffee, it was gone. Uh, they drank it. That is my nightmare, I'll tell you what. She found it a few minutes later all the way down on the stage. She assumed father just wanted a sip of coffee. Ooh. When we asked what she meant, she went on to say that a priest had died in the audience while watching a play. Because it was just so good. <laughs> it was so heretical. <laughs> 
Additionally, a worker had fallen through the roof while Washington Hall was being built, and the famous Gipper of Notre Dame passed away on the stairs of Washington Hall outside due to hypothermia. Oh my god. Hence why the hall was haunted. All of this makes you wonder about colleges and universities and the ghosts that may haunt them. Colleges tend to be very well established and old, so I wouldn't be surprised if every campus had their own ghosts. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. I know I have more stories in regards to my alma mater across the street from the University of Notre Dame, St. Mary's, but I will save that for another time, and that's why I drink hashtag team milkshake. Yay! Caitlin. Good one. You know, I... You know what's interesting is I bet... I know colleges, like most college campuses have like their own spirits, but what's wild is that they're like, imagine everyone that has like, that's open-minded to energy and then they all live in one spot. Right. Everyone's ghosts that follow them are on one campus. Well, and also you put them under stress because they're in college and social stress, academic stress. I can think of so many ghosts that were on my campus. There were so many ghosts. Oh my God. It's And like, I like came into so many encounters with them. Like um for example now like people who like have recently graduated from my college wouldn't know about it but when i was a freshman there um a lot of our classes used to be in hotels and hotel rooms oh um because we were in the middle of expanding and so they had bought like this whole motel across the street that some of it stayed and became like greek housing but there was this huge hotel like motel room complex that now is no longer there right and they used to have the um ras and like the like the pas the police assistants yeah um they had all of them um monitoring that area too because like it was in a weird spot where it was right in between multiple parts of housing so you had to sometimes walk across it to get Uh. to the housing that already existed or you right next to it was greek housing or like now there's like a 7-eleven and shit there yeah but um, when they knocked it down, they fucking found a body in the <gasps> walls. What? Like, it was like, okay, so my, the area I went to school, like, before college, before the college was built up, it was, like, not a great part of town. And so a lot of the motels, they used to be, like, places that, like, sex workers used to go to, and there were a lot of addicts in the right, area. Right, right, So right. it used to be, like, a slummy kind of area, and now it, they're, like, building it up, and then they knocked all the other stuff down, but they holy, found a fucking body holy in the shit. walls. And I remember knowing the police aides who were like, yeah, we literally had to walk through, and we, like, How they were telling us. horrifying. The- yeah. <laughs> holy shit. <clears throat> and then there was absolutely a ghost in one of the sorority houses there. Um, there was a ghost in my freshman room. I, I was in a building when I was in, when I was a freshman called York East, which is still there. And my room absolutely had something horrible in there. Then in sophomore year, I lived in a, um, in a building called JR. All of the buildings are named after different rivers in Virginia. So there was York and then James river. And then there's like Rappahannock and like, they're all different rivers. Yeah. But in JR, there was something really fucking nightmarish in there. There was a ghost everywhere in that fucking place. And the school, the the campus used to be a high school when they first oh. built on top of it. So some of the original stuff in like the music and theater um, departments, yeah, it's built on top of an old high school, and they didn't tear some of it down because it just made sense to like wall it off. But when I was a freshman, they used to, there was like a door that like, if you knew the right place, you could still get in there and still see part of the old high school gymnasium. Oh, no. And it was like all warped, like all the wooden, it looked like a giant, like ripple tied floorboard. shit. And apparently there's a little girl that still haunts the whole music department and she lives in there. 
supposedly she lives in the gym with all the warped walls. Oh my god! And there used to be in a there used to be a blockbuster on campus. R.I.P. That got knocked down. Talk about haunted. <laughs> then they had an abandoned. Um, now it's called Rappahannock. This giant building but there used to be a bowling alley there and so a lot of clubs would like have like meetups and stuff like at this bowling alley when i got there freshman year it was totally abandoned and so a lot of kids like to break into the bowling alley Mm. and like get drunk and hang out on the like the what do you call them the aisles or alleys the alleys yeah people would just sit in an alley Alley? and just bowling alley i don't know maybe i'm wrong no you're right i know you're right i don't know but like it was just like a totally empty abandoned like broken worn down bowling alley and people would just sit in there and they would like dare each other to like slide down to like to like the pin area but someone got stuck behind there one time and swears that they saw a little boy like like following them around back there and like there was no little boy there like it was like a ghost what the fuck like it was just like that place is just covered in ghosts anyway christopher newport university what's up oh jesus christ okay last one i did not ask for this well, I mean, also, your college is crazy haunted. It was in D.C. Like, what do you think probably happened? Uh-huh. We could get into that at a different time. Oh, this is not my turn to talk. This no, is no, no, no. Next time. I'll... This is Nikki's turn to talk. Maybe someday Emma will let me have a scary ghost college campus story. Never, ever. Nope. So Nikki says, Hi, well, first, Nikki. The, the email is called The Bronson Apartment. Ooh. And this is our last one, correct? Or no, one mm-hmm. more after this. I have one. Okay. It's really short. Nikki says, I love your show and I'm currently binging it from San Francisco while I ride the train to work. I'm not caught up, but I think you both have an on-air chemistry. Uh, oh. Ooh, la la. Oh, That my. is fun and fully enjoyable. Fun and flirty. <laughs> 30 flirty and fun. Um, when, 30 flirty and thriving. <laughs> with that being said, I had lived my life as a pseudo, pseudo-skeptic and I believed what I could see. And I have now seen enough to be convinced that it was my skepticism and sometimes self-doubt that constantly attracted strange and paranormal experiences. I have weird first-hand connections to at least two true crimes that I'll share in another email someday. Come on. This particular incident happened in Hollywood proper in my apartment on North Bronson Avenue. Oh, my God. We know all about North Bronson Avenue. I know where North Bronson is. I'm listening to all of your stories and I'm constantly saying, why don't you just move along with you? (laughs) Because you're smart. (laughs) I thought she was saying that to me. I was like... (laughs) I'm really happy here. Thanks. Well, she clearly moved from her North Bronson apartment with that kind of attitude. Far, far away. I hope this will give a little insight to the mindset of a fairly normal person who did move out of their apartment. Like hey. I said, at least not right away. Uh oh. I moved to Hollywood in my early 20s directly out of film school to make my living as a screenwriter. Hashtag been there. (laughs) Me too. I happened upon this giant one bedroom apartment that was rent controlled and well within my budget in Los Angeles, no less. You can imagine how excited I was to have my friends over and showcase my new place. It's a big deal. My good friend, who was pretty easygoing and equally excited by my find, came over for the first time to see it before I moved all my belongings in. She stopped just inside the doorway of my kitchen and shook her head and said, I'm not coming in here again. Something is wrong in here nope (laughs) no that's what i said about christine seller no um no no. i should have thought something was wrong at the time but i was too blinded by my criminally low rent and good location to care i moved all of my things in and settled in i have to give it to my friend she never did go back inside that apartment for all the years i lived there wow now here's a little insight into the why don't i move dilemma well it's criminally low rent so i don't blame you for one but also i'm guessing it's because someone fucking murdered got murdered in there Uh uh-oh 
Honestly, aside from my friend's strange reaction, nothing seemed off, overtly off at first. I can recall a few times when I thought my heavy work schedule and exhaustion were to blame for the items in my apartment not being where I left them. Uh-oh. I'm a creature of habit. I have a bowl by the door where I keep my keys and still do now. I would would I would walk in the door and put them in the bowl and got into the habit of saying, I'm putting my keys in the bowl, only to end up finding them in my bathroom sink or my <gasps> tub, one time my freezer. No. Oh, my God. No. Oddly, instead of going from zero to this place is fucking haunted, I blamed myself. I was tired. I must have forgotten to put them in the bowl or imagined I had said my little mantra. I really wanted ice cream. I really, my keys, I wanted to go to the store, but I needed ice cream first. (laughs) This went on with me getting more and more worried that I was forgetting silly things like keys and wallets and sometimes even my phone. Let me be clear. I do not have memory issues. I got a 4.0 in college and grad school because I was lucky enough to have an eidetic memory. I would have known I wasn't being forgetful, but the alternative was just not believable. And scarier still was the idea that someone might be sneaking into my home at night to move things around. God. So this went for some time, me thinking I'm slowly losing my faculties in my early 20s. Needless to say, say, it started weighing on me. Oddly, whenever I'd come home, I'd feel this heavy sadness that felt like an almost physical pressure. If you knew me, you would know that I don't have a depressive bone in my body. I'm almost annoyingly upbeat. And was right up until I'd key into my apartment and it would hit me like a wave. Suddenly, everything in the world was awful. And why did I even get out of bed that day? Oh, my God. Overwhelmed with this cloying sadness, I'd schlep into the room and go to bed, even in the middle of the day. However, once I'd leave the apartment, I was fine and I'd feel like a lift from my fog. Oh, my God. Still stranger was while I lived in that apartment, I had no less than four people who identified themselves as mediums or psychics who approached me unsolicited in random stores all over L.A., at the movie theater, at the grocery store, and even one on the street in WeHo. Every one of them apologized for bothering me. They didn't ask for my money. They just wanted to help clear my aura and told me something dark was clinging to it. I just got goosebumps. What should have tipped me off was how worried they seemed to be about me. In hindsight, I should have let them, but I thought they were always trying to scam me for money and politely told them no thank you and went along my way. So this went on for years, 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 years. Me thinking I was forgetful and weirdly depressed until one night I woke up out of a dead sleep and laid in bed wide awake, staring up at the ceiling like one does when they aren't sure what might have woken them. Oh, no. My room had a sliding closet door that was all mirrors from ceiling to floor. And as weird as it may seem, I never liked looking into the mirrors at night. This time as I laid there, I had the distinct feeling that there was actually someone else in the room. Oh, no. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see the shadow of them standing next to my bed, sort of leaning over, but I didn't turn to look at them. Oh, my God. I turned my eyes to the mirrored closet wall, and I could see a large, dark, man-like shape in the mirror exactly where I could sense it behind me. Oh, my God. The shape was so dark, I couldn't see through it entirely. I froze. I remember being terrified that if they knew I could see them, that it would be that it wouldn't be good. And I kept thinking, I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. I pretended to close my eyes and go back to bed. You should just do it, I heard a voice whisper, (gasps) as clear as day and very close to my ear. It wasn't in my head. You should just die, it said. And I felt that same heavy pressing sadness. And that was it. Wow. My God. Smash cut to... Me standing outside my friend's apartment at three in the morning in my pajamas, a hockey jersey, and whatever baseball cap I had groped into my head into the near dark of the apartment. I had run out so fast that I had broken four of my five toes (gasps) on my left foot trying, tripping over a piece of furniture. Holy shit. In my blind panic, I didn't even feel it. 
I get why people don't move. There's a territorial urge to keep your place that you're paying good money for and right. ludicrous, ludicrously low rent for. Right. Maybe it's pride. Maybe you think you're crazy. Maybe it's just, maybe you think you're crazy, maybe just a little, and that you either dreamt it or your imagination filled in the gaps. Even to this day, I don't tell many folks about it because it sounds crazy, but it has made me question so many of the other strange things that have happened over the years that I had reasoned away. So I get why people hang on so long before they give up their homes. And don't get me wrong, I moved the hell out. I found a way less affordable place that I didn't want that I didn't want, but it didn't want me to die. <laughs> I'd, I'd call that a win in my books, and it's definitely why I drink. Fancy rum. I know this is long, so don't feel like you need to read it on air. I just thought you'd find it interesting since it's from y'all's newish neck of the woods. P.S. I used to go to House of Pies all the time. Aww. They should sponsor you if they aren't already. Keep drinking and making me laugh. Best, Nikki. Woof. Also, her saying that she always used to go to House of Pies means that she probably lived in Los Feliz, which is where, like, oh, she lived in Bronson. Bronson. Yeah, yeah, dummy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Terrifying. That's, Terrifying. That's deeply upsetting to me. You should just do it. You should just die. I'm like, no, thank you. All right. That's one for the books. Thank you. God damn it. I hope you're happy. I hope, I hope the, the heaviness went away. Yeah. All right. This is a story from Grace, and the subject is Haunted Starbucks. I'm in. Full circle. I'm a full believer in the paranormal. Okay, so we're just going to dive right in. Yeah. I'm a full believer in the paranormal. I'm pretty sure that I had something following me around when I was a teenager. I haven't felt its presence for a few years, so fingers crossed. Oh, God. Knock on wood. Oh, boy. So I wasn't too surprised to find out that my Starbucks was haunted. I started working at Starbucks back in 2015 as a closing barista. Nothing seemed off at first, but after a few months, things would start flying off top shelves and go further than normal. In recent months, the activity has seemed to increase. One of my favorite coworkers slash best friends also has something that follows her around, and the activity seems to increase when it's just her and I closing the store. Oftentimes, we will see someone standing out in our cafe when we are both in the back room. We've also seen someone walking into our bathrooms, but when we check, there's no one there. It always feels as if someone is standing right behind you if you're in the cafe alone. The ice scoop sits on top of the ice bin, about eight feet tall, and instead of falling down or straight, it takes a right turn and heads toward the back desk. Ugh. Other weird happenings include strange musical sounds coming from our pastry case. What? While no music is on in the store and no one is playing any music. At times, it will almost sound like someone is talking out of the pastry case. It's totally fine, dot, 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 send help. Oh, my God. So if you're ever in Lexington, Kentucky, come... Don't go. Turn around and leave. <laughs> get out. Come hit up our haunted Starbucks and get some free drinks. You guys are the best. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Grace. <laughs> Jeez. That's... Uh, the music or, like, the talking... It sounds like the cookies are talking to you. It sounds like sausage party or something like eat me i'm a cake pop i'm a pretty cake pop oh my god that's wild hearing a voice from the food cabinet i don't like the part of like oh someone walked into the bathroom and then after a while you're like who's in there and then you check and there's no one in there yeah like you keep seeing someone standing out there that upsets me like is it is it a ghost waiting for coffee or is it there to scare you i'm confused i don't know it feels like if it feels like it's standing right behind you i feel like it's probably not It's either a really cranky customer or it's just trying yeah. to scare you. His unfinished business is to get his order right. His uh, <laughs> Trenta. His Trenta Black Tea Lemonade on Sweetened. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, if you would like um, 
to hear more, you can tune into Patreon and hear CK, Classic Heaven, with his thick Scottish voice. That's right. Read a special uh, a special story? A listener episode of the month. He, we, he records it for us and we post it on our Patreon. So thank you guys. Um, that's what you're going to get instead of the names nowadays because... Because it was getting... It was 40 minutes of names. It was a good problem to have that we have so many of you willing to help us, but it's it was just becoming... Uh, very stressful and anxiety inducing and for you guys too I, a lot of people email us like i don't listen to that anymore. yeah it's like well, good because that's it's long <laughs> yes but thank you so much for the people who do donate i mean you're the reason that we're able to do these shows now you're the reason that we might be able to do bigger shows or do mm-hmm. bigger things coming up in the future and i mean it just we could not do this without you we wouldn't even be able to keep recording basic stories without you it's i know from your perspective it probably doesn't seem like your donations do much, but it does absolutely everything. Oh, so yeah. thank you. Thank you guys. And that's why we drink. Woof. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.